Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. The remnants of humanity lingered in the shattered windows and the fractured walls, mere ghosts haunting the forsaken alleyways. Sunlight filtered through the thick veil of perpetual gloom, cast long, distorted shadows that seemed to dance with the tortured souls of the departed. Buildings, once proud monuments to progress, now stood as hollow, crumbling shells. The once vibrant colors of storefronts had faded into a monochrome palette of despair, washed away by the tears of a city ravaged by the insidious T-virus. Graffiti both haunting and defiant adorned the decaying walls like desperate cries for salvation. The once paved roads now bore the scars of relentless decay, weeds and foliage reclaiming what civilization had lost. Nature, indifferent to the tragedy that had befallen the city, had woven its tendrils into the fabric of the urban landscape, creating an eerie fusion of life and death. The air itself seemed tainted, a sickly blend of decay and the lingering stench of the mutated horrors that now roamed freely. The occasional shuffle of undead feet echoed through the desolation a chilling reminder that the city's heartbeat had shifted from the vibrant pulse of life to the haunting rhythm of the macabre. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, and now to places you can only visit in your imagination, we will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we're discussing Raccoon City, an infamous city known well by fans of the horror survival game and movie series Resident Evil. So if you're into travel and all things scary, whether your destinations are real or in your imagination, listen closely and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination, but hopefully not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. 
If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. The stench of decay filled my nostrils, jarring my senses, as I tried to open my eyes. Every attempted movement of my eyelids caused an excruciating scratching sensation across my corneas. My eyes, mouth, and throat seemed to be filled with dirt. Choking, my body was suddenly racked by uncontrollable gagging and coughing, forcing my eyes to open in the process. I rolled over onto my stomach, trying to raise my weakened body to my knees. My mind was a dense fog of confusion. I had no idea where I was at. For that matter, who I was. As I struggled to gain my bearings, my vision came into focus. I was surrounded by the rubble of a crumbled ceiling and walls. Had I dived in here for protection, or had it fallen down around me? I could see an opening and I crawled through it, then weakly pushed myself to my feet, using a chunk of concrete for balance. Once standing, I took a good look around and found that I was surrounded by the remnants of what once might have been a lively city street, now reduced to a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Buildings stood as hollow shells, their windows shattered, and the once vibrant colors now muted by a layer of dust and grime. The groans of the undead echoed in the distance, a haunting symphony that heightened the surreal nature of my situation. The undead, now those I remembered somehow. Maybe it was a deep sense of self-preservation that caused that memory to remain firmly planted in my brain. Panic surged through me as I realized I was not alone. Littered around me were the motionless bodies of others, victims of the same mysterious fate that had befallen me. Their vacant stares and pallid faces told a story of horror that my foggy memory struggled to piece together. Pushing through the weakness that gripped my limbs, I managed to rise to my feet. My hands caked with dirt and blood, trembled as I touched my face, feeling the grit on my skin. A surge of recognition flashed through my mind as I found a wallet in my back pocket. Opening it, I discovered an ID with my face and a name, Alex Harper. The revelation brought a semblance of identity, but my memories remained elusive, shrouded in the shadows of the unknown. I clutched the ID as a lifeline, a tether to a past that seemed just beyond reach. A distant roar of a creature caught my attention, pulling me back to the immediate danger that surrounded me. It was then that I noticed movement in the shadows, an approaching group of the undead, drawn by the commotion. Adrenaline surged through my veins as instinct took over. I had to find shelter, evade the horrors that lurked in the city. Limping through the desolate streets, I stumbled upon an abandoned convenience store. The windows, though cracked, offered a momentary reprieve from the immediate threat. As I entered, the musty air inside clung to my clothes, a stark reminder of the city's decay. Searching the dimly lit aisles, I scavenged for anything that could aid my survival. A worn backpack lay forgotten on the floor, and within it I discovered a flashlight, 
a few canned goods, a dull knife, and a map of Raccoon City. Clutching these newfound tools, I felt a fragile sense of empowerment amidst the chaos. I began to cough uncontrollably again. What I really needed was water, not only for hydration, but to quiet the cough that would only draw the attention of the undead. The flashlight flickered to life, casting long, eerie shadows on the decaying shelves. Its beam revealed the gruesome reality of the store, a place that had once been a refuge for the living, now tainted by the stench of death. As I inspected the map, a realization struck. Raccoon City, a name that held a grim reputation. The Outbreak, the T-Virus, Umbrella Corporation. Fragmented memories began to surface. The city had become a nightmare, a breeding ground for unspeakable horrors. With a plan forming in my mind, I moved cautiously through the store and back into the unforgiving streets. The map guided me towards potential safe zones, abandoned police stations, hidden alleyways, and makeshift barricades erected by survivors. I had to find shelter, safety, and hopefully, other survivors. My footsteps were slow and deliberate. My ears strained to pick up any sounds of movement. The groans of the undead grew louder as I navigated the empty streets, each step a potential death sentence. I turned a corner and was met with a group of snarling, flesh-eating zombies. My heart raced as I backed away slowly, my hand gripping the handle of the rusty knife. My mind raced as I considered my options. Running was futile. They would catch me before I could make it out of sight. Fighting was risky. It could attract even more of the undead. I took a deep breath and charged forward. My knife held in front of me. The first zombie lunged at me, teeth bared, but I sidestepped it and plunged the knife into its skull. It fell to the ground, its body convulsing in its final moments. The others closed in on me, their hands reaching for my flesh. I swung the knife wildly, my movements fueled by desperation and fear. Blood splattered on my face as I slashed at their faces and necks, each hit accompanied by a sickening squelch. One by one they fell to the ground, their bodies motionless. Panting heavily, I looked around me, my eyes scanning for more threats. The street was quiet again, except for the groans of the undead in the distance. Heart racing, I knew I had to keep moving, keep searching for safety. I wiped the blood from my face and continued down the street, my knife still held tightly in my hand. As I moved forward, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. Every shadow seemed to hold a potential threat, every noise a warning. I had to be vigilant if I was going to continue to survive. But as the night wore on and the danger increased, I couldn't help but wonder if survival was worth it. Was life in this post-apocalyptic wasteland really worth the constant fear, the endless struggle for basic necessities like food and water, and the constant threat of being torn apart by the undead? My thoughts were interrupted by a sudden noise, a sound that made my blood run cold. It was a growl and it was coming from behind me. I spun around, my knife at the ready, and saw a massive creature emerging from the shadows, 
It was unlike any of the zombies I had encountered before. A grotesque fusion of human and beast. The creature epitomized the horrors wrought by the T-Virus upon Raccoon City. Its larger-than-human frame moved with an unnatural agility. Its exposed muscle tissue visible beneath patches of decaying flesh. Razor-sharp claws extended from its elongated fingers, dripping with the residue of its previous victims. The creature's eyes glowed with a sickly green light, devoid of humanity and filled with an insatiable hunger. As it approached, its prehensile tongue lashed out, reaching alarming lengths as it sought its next prey. The air was filled with the stench of decay and the guttural sounds emanating from the mutated abomination. The beast's hunched posture and feral movements spoke of a creature adapted to hunting in the darkened corridors of the desolate city. My heart pounded louder, the realization sinking in that not only were the undead a threat, but the city now harbored creatures far more sinister and evolved. The creature's presence was proof of the twisted experiments and unholy transformations that had consumed Raccoon City in the wake of the T-Virus outbreak. I was acutely aware of my weakness, realizing that my rusty knife offered little defense against the grotesque monstrosity before me. Yet surrendering without a fight was not an option. With my heart racing and breath shallow, I readied myself for the impending onslaught. The creature charged, claws extended, and I evaded its lethal strike by agilely diving to the side. Swiftly rolling to my feet, I countered, lunging at the abomination with my knife sinking into its side. It bellowed in pain, thrashing violently, but my determination held firm. I clung to the desperate resolve to bring down this mutated horror. The creature's tongue, a slimy appendage, slithered through the shadows like a serpent in pursuit. It moved with a disturbing grace, its slick surface glinting eerily in the dim light. As the creature lunged, the tongue shot forth with alarming speed a grotesque extension of its predatory arsenal. The air crackled with tension as the elongated appendage reached towards me, its tip unfolding like a demonic flower seeking its prey. The moment it made contact with my ankle, a visceral chill crawled up my spine. The texture was nightmarish, cold and slimy, a disgusting embrace that tightened with an unrelenting grip. The appendage coiled around my ankle, suddenly yanked with an unnerving force, taking my legs from beneath me. As I crashed to the ground, pain shot through my body. The creature closed in with unnerving speed, its claws gleaming in the dim light as it prepared for a final strike. Summoning every ounce of strength, I twisted my body, barely avoiding the creature's lethal lunge. The cold, slimy texture tightened its grip, threatening to immobilize me entirely. I raised my knife, and with swift motion I brought down the blade, slashing at the tongue in desperation. The metallic tang of blood filled the air, as the blade cut through sinew and muscle, severing the disgusting connection. Released from its grip on my ankle, the tongue recoiled like a retracting whip. Seizing the opportunity, I scrambled to my feet. The battleground had become a dance of survival my every move mirroring the creature's relentless pursuit. I darted behind debris, desperately seeking a moment of respite. 
The creature, undeterred, continued its relentless onslaught. In the midst of the chaos, I spotted a nearby fire extinguisher. An idea sparked in my mind. As the creature lunged once more, I dodged to the side, allowing it to crash into the extinguisher. With a swift motion, I grabbed the canister and aimed for the creature's head. The chilling hiss of the extinguisher's spray filled the air as I unleashed its contents onto the creature. It recoiled, the freezing substance sizzling against its mutated flesh. Momentarily disoriented, the creature stumbled backward. Seizing the advantage, I reached for a nearby piece of broken pipe. With a determined roar, I swung it at the creature, connecting with a satisfying thud. Now vulnerable, it crumpled to the ground. Gasping for breath, I took a moment to assess the situation. With a final decisive strike, I drove my knife into the creature's exposed brain, and its body began to convulse in its last throes. I collapsed onto the ground, my breath coming in short gasps. I realized that this was not the beginning of my journey. My muscle memory while fighting that massive monster had proven to me that I had done this many times before. Somewhere buried in the deep recesses of my mind, I knew how to fight them. As the adrenaline began to wear off, I felt a wave of exhaustion wash over me. My body ached, my wounds throbbed, and my mind was clouded with confusion. There was now an open wound on my ankle oozing blood. I knew that I needed to find shelter and tend to my injuries before I succumbed to the infection that plagued this city. With my last ounce of strength, I pushed myself up from the ground and stumbled towards a nearby building. The sign above the entrance read, Raccoon City Hospital, and I knew that this was my best chance for survival. My footsteps echoed through the empty halls as I searched for medical supplies. I found an abandoned first aid kit and patched up my wounds as best I could. The pain was excruciating, but I refused to give up. I had come too far to let the infection take me down. As I made my way through the hospital, I stumbled upon a room filled with medical equipment. I searched through the cabinets and found some gauze and a few alcohol swabs. It wasn't much, but it was better than nothing. Shoving them into my backpack, I continued to search until I finally found a bottle of clear liquid. It looked like water, but it would be foolish to assume. Opening the cap, I raised the bottle and sniffed. No smell. I stuck my finger in to wet it and then tasted. Thank God, it was water. I turned up the bottle and guzzled the contents, and within seconds found myself wishing there'd been more. Weakness from exhaustion overcame me, and I sank to the floor, Leaning my head against the cold wall, I drifted off to sleep. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. 
or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the shadowy depths of the Resident Evil universe lies a place filled with unspeakable horrors. Raccoon City. Once a bustling metropolis, its towering buildings now stand as a silent monument to the malevolent forces that consumed it. A sinister tale unfolds among the deserted streets and haunted alleyways, echoing with the anguished moans of the undead. Raccoon City is a fictional city in the Resident Evil video game and film series. The Resident Evil franchise is known for its survival horror theme and revolves around the Umbrella Corporation, a pharmaceutical company that conducts illegal and unethical experiments leading to the creation of biological weapons, including the T-Virus. Raccoon City serves as a significant setting in the series, especially in Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. The city becomes ground zero for a viral outbreak after the T-Virus is released, turning the population into zombies and other mutated creatures. The games follow characters trying to survive and uncover the mysteries behind the outbreak often featuring elements of horror, exploration, and puzzle-solving. In Resident Evil canon, Raccoon City was a small, industrialized city located in the isolated mountain area of Arclay County in the Midwestern United States. The city serves as the setting for the first three games in the Resident Evil franchise, as well as several others over the course of the series. Raccoon City had a booming economy, serving as a popular tourist destination for out-of-state hikers from the 1960s through the 1980s. Aided by Umbrella Pharmaceuticals, heavy investment in the local economy after the company arrived in the area in 1967. While the city suffered from a recession in 1990-1991, this was successfully reversed thanks to Mayor Michael Warren's Bright Raccoon 21 plan, which created the Raccoon General Hospital in 1992 and the Independent Law Enforcement Agency, Special Tactics and Rescue Services in 1996. Both of these projects, as well as Mayor Warren's plan, were largely funded by the Umbrella Corporation. In 1998, a series of events was set in motion that would ultimately end in the destruction of Raccoon City altogether. Known as the Raccoon City Destruction Incident, the city became the nexus of several accidental and deliberate outbreaks of multiple T-virus strains across Arclay County. The T-virus, short for Tyrant Virus, is a fictional mutagenic virus in the Resident Evil video game and film series. Created by the fictional Umbrella Corporation, 
The T-Virus serves as a central plot element and is responsible for the creation of various bioorganic weapons and the zombie-like creatures that populate the Resident Evil universe. The primary effect of the T-Virus is the reanimation of dead tissue, turning deceased organisms into reanimated aggressive entities, commonly referred to as zombies. These creatures lack higher brain functions and exhibit a relentless and cannibalistic behavior. The T-Virus has mutagenic properties, leading to the creation of mutated organisms with enhanced strength, agility, and resilience. The level of mutation varies among infected individuals, giving rise to diverse and often grotesque bioorganic weapons. Various strains and derivatives of the T-Virus exist, leading to different types of mutations and outcomes. Some variants result in the creation of powerful and intelligent beings known as tyrants, which serve as formidable adversaries in the Resident Evil series. The T-Virus is typically spread through direct contact with infected bodily fluids, such as blood or saliva. It can also be transmitted through bites or scratches from infected creatures. In some cases, airborne transmission or contamination of water sources has played a role in spreading the virus. The Umbrella Corporation conducted extensive and unethical research on the T-Virus. The company sought to develop bioorganic weapons for military applications and to create powerful, controllable creatures. These experiments often resulted in catastrophic outbreaks, such as the one in Raccoon City. Throughout the Resident Evil series, characters often seek ways to counteract the effects of the T-Virus or develop antidotes to reverse mutations. However, these efforts are typically fraught with challenges, and the virus's mutagenic nature complicates the development of reliable cures. The T-Virus outbreaks have global implications, with the contagion spreading beyond Raccoon City to various locations around the world. The virus and its derivatives continue to play a significant role in the overarching narrative of the Resident Evil series. In mid-September of 1998, the city reached the point of no return when the water supply was contaminated, and the U.S. military bombed the city on October 1st, 1998. As night descends upon Raccoon City, an eerie fog blankets the desolation, obscuring the remnants of a once thriving civilization. Dilapidated structures loom like tombstones, and the flickering streets cast ghastly shadows that dance with every gust of wind. The air is thick with an ominous chill, and the distant howls of mutated creatures pierce the silence, sending shivers down the spines of any brave soul who dares to venture into this accursed realm. Once teeming with life, Raccoon City now harbors a malevolent energy, a residue of the unholy experiments conducted by the sinister Umbrella Corporation. The streets are stained with the remnants of failed attempts at escape, and the walls bear witness to the desperate pleas of those who succumb to the encroaching darkness. As you tread lightly through the ghostly remnants of Raccoon City, Beware the lurking horrors that await in the shadows. The ghosts of the past intertwine with the macabre present, and every step forward could bring you face to face with the grotesque mutations born from the abyss. The very air is laced with a sense of impending doom, and the city whispers tales of a tragic downfall that can never be forgotten. My dreams were plagued with the images of the undead, 
their rotting flesh and soulless eyes haunting me even in my sleep. But there was someone familiar by my side. It was a woman with curly chestnut hair and hazel eyes. She was fighting by my side. Amelia. With her name, the memories came flooding back. She was my sister, my partner in the fight against the Umbrella Corporation. Our mission had been to stop the spread of the T-Virus and find a cure for those already infected. We had been separated in the chaos of Raccoon City, but I knew that she was out there somewhere, fighting for survival like I was. As I woke up, I felt a renewed sense of purpose. I had to find Amelia, make sure that she was safe. With a determined grit, I pushed myself up from the ground and continued my search for the exit. Navigating through the hospital, I found myself in the basement, and I could hear the sound of footsteps coming from the end of the hall. I crouched behind a nearby desk, my knife in my hand, and waited for the figure to approach. As the figure drew closer, I strained my eyes to get a clearer view. It was a woman, her back hunched, moving slowly and deliberately. The flickering lights overhead cast eerie shadows, making it difficult to discern her features. Amelia? I whispered, the hope and desperation evident in my voice. The woman turned, and for a moment, my heart leaped with anticipation. However, as the dim light revealed her face, my hope shattered. It wasn't Amelia. It was a survivor, but one who had succumbed to the infection, her eyes vacant and lifeless. I shivered as the reality of the situation sunk in. This was the cruel nature of the T-Virus, turning loved ones into monstrous reflections of their former selves. Grieving silently for the loss of hope, I realized that every corner of Raccoon City held the potential for heartbreak. Determined to press on, I cautiously maneuvered around the infected survivor and continued through the maze of corridors of the hospital. The air hung heavy with a stench of decay, and each step seemed to echo in the halls. As I reached the hospital's upper floors, I stumbled upon a room that seemed untouched by the chaos outside. The soft glow of sunlight filtered through the cracked windows, revealing a scene frozen in time. A child's drawing on the wall, a small teddy bear lying on a nearly made bed. It was a stark contrast to the horrors that had befallen the city. My thoughts drifted back to Amelia, and a renewed determination fueled my steps. The hospital was a dead end, and I needed to venture back into the unforgiving streets of Raccoon City to continue my search. As I emerged from the hospital's entrance, the sun had begun its descent, casting shadows across the dismal landscape. The distant moans of the undead served as a haunting backdrop to my solitary journey. With the map clutched in my hand, I plotted a course toward our childhood home. It was the only place that I could think of that Amelia may have gone to wait for me. The city streets were eerily quiet, interrupted only by the occasional shuffle of the undead. The flashlight in my hand flickered, and then went out, but to my surprise, I didn't need it. I could see amazingly well in the dark. As I followed the planned path, my back began to ache, and my skin began to itch and crawl. It felt as if it was stretching thinner across my body. It was probably just fatigue, causing my mind to play tricks on me. 
I shook off the discomfort, attributing it to the toll the day had taken on my body. The cityscape bathed in the dying light of the sun, presented a desolate beauty that belied the horrors lurking within. As I continued my journey through the silent streets, a new sensation gripped me, an insatiable hunger. It clawed at my stomach, an urgent demand that echoed through the recesses of my mind. Ignoring the growing unease, I pressed on, determined to find Amelia and perhaps some answers to the mysteries unfolding within me. Finally, I saw a street sign, Park Street. It was just a few blocks away from our childhood home. But the hunger was back with a renewed vengeance, and my clothes seemed to be getting tighter. The feeling of suffocation was overwhelming as I ripped at my shirt, tearing it off in shreds. Once free of the fabric, I turned down Park Street, where I saw the old Grill 13 restaurant, where we used to eat dinner with our parents on Friday nights and special occasions. The busted windows of the now dark and deserted restaurant gave it the appearance of a growling face. I quickened my pace, my footsteps echoing through the empty streets. The shadows seemed to dance around me, distorted by the dimming twilight. As I approached our childhood home, memories flooded my mind. Laughter in the backyard, shared secrets in the attic, the comforting aroma of our mother's cooking. It was a sanctuary, a haven of warmth that stood in stark contrast to the chilling reality of the city. The hunger within me intensified, its relentless grip tightening, as if responding to the proximity of familiar surroundings. The facade of the house, weathered by time and neglect, loomed ahead. The windows, long shattered, whispered tales of abandonment. As I reached the doorstep, a surge of conflicting emotions engulfed me. The hunger clawed at my insides, urging me to press forward, to explore the depths of our past. But a lingering sense of dread whispered warnings, cautioning against the unknown that awaited within. I pushed open the creaking door, the darkness within swallowing the feeble light of the dying day. The air was thick with the scent of decay, an unsettling reminder of the city's relentless descent into chaos. The remnants of a once happy home lay scattered, memories entangled with the debris. With each step the hunger intensified, guiding me through the labyrinth of our shared history. The rooms echoed with the haunting laughter of our childhood but the specter of the undead loomed over the nostalgic setting. Shadows danced on the walls, casting distorted reflections of the past. My journey through the house was a surreal blend of sentimentality and horror. In the kitchen where our mother once prepared meals with love, now stood remnants of an unfinished dinner, untouched since the day Raccoon City fell. A faint sound echoed from upstairs the soft melody of a music box, a relic of our childhood. Following the haunting tune, I climbed the decaying staircase, the hunger driving me forward like an unseen force. The door to my sister's old bedroom creaked open, revealing a scene frozen in time. Amelia's silhouette was outlined against the dim light filtering through the cracked window. She stood by the old music box, her back turned to me, the room felt frozen, suspended in the eternal twilight of a city consumed by darkness. Amelia! I called out, 
but my voice was no longer my own. It had been replaced by a guttural growl. She turned, and for a moment, time stood still. Her eyes, once filled with warmth, now held a vacant emptiness. The hunger within me roared, a primal force demanding recognition. My sister, once a beacon of familiarity, now stood at the precipice of the unknown. As our eyes met, a surge of conflicting emotions washed over me. Love, fear, and an insatiable hunger. The room pulsated with an otherworldly energy, and I sensed that something was not right. Alex? She uttered my name, the sound carrying a weight of sorrow, but the look on her face when she saw me was unmistakably that of terror. The hunger surged to the forefront, transcending the barriers of reason. My senses sharpened, attuned to the unseen threads connecting us. The truth lingered in the air, waiting to be unraveled, as the haunted melody of the music box played. With hesitant steps, I approached Amelia, but she quickly stepped back, and when she did, I caught my reflection in the mirror behind her. There wasn't even a shadow left of the man I had been. Staring back at me was a monster. With Amelia's terrified gaze fixed upon me, I realized that something profound had shifted within. The hunger that surged through my veins had morphed me into a creature unrecognizable, even to my own sister. A growl emanated from my throat, a sound that echoed through the room with a feral intensity. Amelia stumbled backward, her eyes widening in disbelief and horror. The realization of what I had become dawned upon her, and a chilling fear etched across her face. The brother she once knew had succumbed to the monstrous transformations gripping Raccoon City. No. Alex? No. She whispered, the words caught between desperation and disbelief. My every instinct screamed for recognition, a desperate plea for understanding, but the hunger, now an all-consuming force, drowned out reason. The room, once a sanctuary of shared memories, became a battleground for the clash of human emotion and monstrous instinct. As Amelia retreated, I advanced, my movements driven by a hunger that defied comprehension. The music box's haunting melody continued, a cruel contrast to the nightmare unfolding in our shared reality. Amelia's trembling voice broke through the symphony of chaos. Alex, fight it. You're still in there. Alex was still in there, but the hunger was in control. As he lunged for Amelia, she reached down beside the bed and pulled an axe from the floor. With one brisk swing, she buried it in his head. Alex, the monster, fell to the floor in a heap, his eyes full of sadness fixed on Amelia as blood oozed into them, turning his last images crimson red. Thank you for joining us to explore Raccoon City. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions to my email, 
carmencarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at carmencarrion. Be sure to check out eeriecast.com for more terrifying podcasts. Until next time, be safe out there until I see you at our next destination.